Hello, welcome back. Hmm, wasn't planning on going live this morning, as I said in my story, but when my source self, my God self, the Godhead source speaks to me, gives me a message, and says, this message is not just for you, this is for other people too, then I have to come on here and share. I listen and then I share. That's just very simple. This is how this goes. So this message was actually for me, but what I was told, the feeling that I have is that this message is also for a select few. So I feel like a lot of the other lives that I do, I never really got this kind of message where it was like, this is not going to apply to everyone. Um, I get the feeling like it could apply to everyone at some point in their life, but to specifically to people who will be watching this, there will be people who will not um, be in a place to actually receive this right now. And there will be people that this will be like very perfectly divinely timed for. Um, and then there'll be other people where it's like, yeah, I'm not really, it's just doesn't currently relate to my life and people who this will absolutely currently relate to their life or something that they've been thinking about. So I guess you'll find out if this is for you or not. The message that I got is that I think, well, I guess I should give a little bit of backstory first. I think a lot of us who have been through trauma, which is, of course, every person on the face of the planet, but the way that that trauma, of course, shows up in relationships is different from person to person. And I think what happens for a lot of us, including myself, is that I started to realize that a lot of my relationships and the the arguments that were happening in them, a lot of these, you could call them toxic patterns, but these really destructive patterns that took place in all of my relationships, all of my romantic relationships, um, it put me in a place of feeling like terrified in a lot of ways to ever be in a romantic relationship again. Because every time, it's like I had this track record, and I think this is the case for a lot of people, we have this track record of selecting partners based on trauma that we're totally unaware of. So we're selecting people, like this is no surprise, if you've followed any amount of trauma recovery work, you know how bonding patterns work, you know how um, attachment styles function, and that a lot of us with our insecure attachment style will then go and choose somebody who reflects or mirrors the relationship that we had to our caregivers in childhood as an attempt to come full circle to try to integrate or complete that thing. Now, it's ironic because in a lot of cases, it does on some level end up showing us things about ourselves and those people in our lives end up playing a very specific role in our development. 
but those are generally not the people that we end up spending our lives with. Those are not the people who, like, they play a season in our life and then we move on. And a lot of times those relationships are very painful for people because it reflects and mirrors those those child-parent dynamics, which obviously create trauma bonds in the relationship and make it very difficult for people to get out of those relationships. There's a lot of pushing and pulling and and outbursts and behaviors that take place that, you know, you may have been in relationships where at the end you're like, who am I? Like, I can't even believe that I'm doing these things. Like, at your core, you know, you're like, I'm a good person. I don't want to hurt other people. I don't want to say these nasty things. I don't want to physically attack another person. I don't want to scream at the top of my lungs or or break down and nearly have a fucking psychotic episode. I mean, but that's what happens to so many people. I mean, divorce is the norm. Dysfunctional relationships are the norm. Sorry, my alarm clock was going off there. <laughs> um, that might go off again. I'm going to have to like... But so dysfunctional relationships are the norm. Trauma bonds are the norm. And people get used to, we get used to thinking that that's just going to be our life. And then we might even start to have beliefs that say, you know, does a healthy relationship even exist? I can personally say that I was terrified of having another relationship again because of how destructive I would become. I mean, if any of you are familiar with borderline personality disorder and the symptom cluster that goes along with that and the stigma that goes along with that, I mean, it is like crazy town. I can't even tell you how many times I was called crazy by my partners for like, and obviously when it was happening in the beginning, like earlier on in in some of my, my earlier relationships, I really didn't know what the fuck was wrong with me. I thought there was, I knew there was something was wrong. I just didn't know what it was. And then you find out, okay, well, actually this is trauma And so then you start to heal yourself and put yourself back together again. But I think for a lot of us, when we go on this path of healing and putting ourselves back together again, for myself, there was always this like fear in the back of my mind that I would somehow undo all of the work that I had done as soon as I entered into another relationship again, because That was all I had ever known. All I had ever known was being with partners that brought out the absolute worst in me because I was choosing people based on trauma. I was choosing incompatible people who were not like, like baseline incompatibility. Like, what are your values? What do you want somebody who like, like, I'm just gonna be honest. I was choosing people who traveled for a living people that didn't even live in the same state as me, people who kind of had more of an independent style of way of relating, which was triggering all kinds of abandonment trauma for me, on top of a host of other issues from different personalities, different worldviews, different perspectives. 
So the message that I want to give is that if you're worried, if you're one of those people who maybe you're single right now, maybe you just entered into a new relationship with someone and you're worried that those old behaviors are going to be activated and you've actually done the work on yourself and you're actively doing the work on yourself because there's a difference between, and I have to say this, but there is a really big difference between just like hoping that you're going to go into a new relationship and somehow it's going to suddenly be different. If you haven't done work on yourself, if you haven't become conscious of your own trauma and how that plays out, what your triggers are, what your insecurities are, what your unmet needs are, if you're not connecting to your own emotions and your vulnerability, then you can't expect anything to change. But if you're somebody who's genuinely done work on yourself and you are afraid of committing to somebody new or you just got into a new relationship and this person feels like somebody that you're not choosing from trauma, maybe, just maybe, there's a very high chance that those behaviors that you had in the past were a byproduct of the dysfunctionality that existed between you and that old person. I have nothing but love in my heart for the people from my past. But there was a lot of narcissistic behavior. There was a lot on both ends. There was a lot of emotional manipulation. There was a lot of gaslighting. There was a lot of invalidating of other people's, of each other's emotions and feelings and perspectives. And if you're in a relationship where you're being gaslit, whether the person is maliciously doing that or not, in most cases they're not, no wonder you're going cuckoo for Cocoa Puffs. What would it, you know, what would it be like if you in this more healed state were to, to enter into a relationship with somebody who didn't gaslight you? somebody who did see your perspective, somebody who sees the world the way that you see it. Maybe it's possible that those behaviors are not going to resurface, not only because you're actually a different person, but because that other person isn't activating that stuff in you. They've probably done a lot of their own work to make sure that they're not doing those negative behaviors. And that's an actual conscious relationship. So just because you've had relationships in the past that were extremely, I mean, I just don't know how else to say it other than toxic. It doesn't mean that that's how every relationship is going to be moving forward. If you choose conscious people who are working actively working on themselves not just as a concept but actually doing the work and you are too and then you find somebody and it feels like you really get each other maybe that old stuff isn't going to resurface you know even sacred unions between two genetic equals you could call it a soulmate whatever you want to call it 
no relationship is going to be like easy. It's not going to be perfect, but there's a very different energy and you'll be able to feel it from the very beginning. It's not going to feel like the adrenaline rush of trauma. It's not going to feel like this magnetic pull, like, oh my God, I have to have this person, I can't, uh, and your adrenaline and you're going crazy. Usually when there's that kind of, I'm not saying you're not magnetically drawn to them, but if there's that kind of, of like, it's so intense and it's so like, <gasps> chances are there's, there's a polarity that's taking place. Now, even within genetic equal relationships or soulmate relationships, there's still polarity. You're still assisting each other in seeing your shadows in, in developing and growing together. But it's such a different feeling. You know, I've heard people describe it as feeling like you're coming home. That this person won't feel like this, this, this drug that you need more of. It's going to feel like, like an exhale. Like something that you can finally rest into. And if you find that in your life, maybe give yourself a little bit of room and a little bit of space to accept that you've actually come a really long way. And those behaviors that you had in the past are not who you are at your core. It's what you had to move through to emerge and and allow the truest form, the truest loving form of yourself to come forward. And to be honest, in those past relationships, those people that you were in, the alarm, (laughs) those people that you were in trauma bonded relationships with, they could probably see through to the core of you in that way. You could probably see through to the core of them in that way, which maybe was what kept you around for so long. But they weren't your person. They didn't feel like home. They brought out the worst in you. And that doesn't have to be the case moving forward. So I hope that whoever was meant to receive this can receive this message and give you hope for a new kind of love, a new kind of way of being in relationships. And... If you're somebody who's never really had a lot of romantic relationships, it doesn't always have to be that way either. Things are always changing. And if you're aware and you're doing what it takes to unravel that next layer, then they're definitely unraveling in your favor in an up-leveled kind of way. So don't necess- don't drag the old into the new because it's not necessarily going to be that way. Give yourself a chance. Give this person a chance. 
Rosie Yozy says, so needed to hear this. Wasn't bringing out the worst in me, but he was my drug and now I'm in dark night of the soul finally discovering my true self. Yay! <laughs> yeah. Yep. And as you really dig deep and you get to that place, like this is this is the last thing I'm going to say about this. I think that what tends to happen is that once you commit yourself fully and completely to yourself and you say, I am committed to releasing myself from any of my lower potentials and timelines. I am committed to, in my case, it was I'm committed to celibacy. I'm committed to cutting my energy supply feeding all of these phantom timelines with individuals that I knew were not for me. And I said, and you can say, Rosie Yosie, I am committing myself to my God self, to my source self, to my highest heroic probability and potential. And when you do that, it doesn't matter how long it takes. It doesn't matter, all right, I'll do it for 10 years. I'll do it for 20 years. Because I'm not accepting anything other than a true genetic equal. When you say that, source brings you your true genetic equal. Because that's what it takes to be fully committed to your God self, to God first. I know that this has, I've talked about this before. I'm gonna just, I'm gonna say the word God unapologetically now from this point moving forward because it's, it's, it's true for me. And I've already done lots of disclaimers and said to people, okay, I get it, this is not for everyone. There's religious programming around that word, but that's for other people to now take care of for themselves. I'm not gonna baby people and not be authentic for myself about this. When you commit to serving source, true oneness, operating your life in every single facet from the law of one, the true law of one, not the R-A, raw law of one, which is an inverted text, the true law of one. And you say, I'm not going to accept anything less. Then it comes. Because now you're ready to meet your real equal. Anything before that is an ego program. That's all I have to say for today. Thank you for receiving this message. And like I said, I trust that this will reach who it's meant to reach. So I love you guys so much and have a, have a wonderful day. Much love to you.